Hey guys, welcome to episode 11 of the Sell Your Service podcast. I'm Mike Killen. This week I'm talking to Dee Harrison, who runs Philobiz as well as uh, a couple of other business consultancies. Something that you're really going to take away from this is how much Dee focuses on results for her customers and what they want the outcome to be rather than getting involved in the nitty gritty with them. Uh, she even says that she doesn't even mention that it's a WordPress site. Uh, we met each other through a couple of WordPress forums and at a WordCamp. She's a great lady. You're going to really enjoy this. As a prize for a competition she's also giving away, which is absolutely mental, a website review and strategy session valued at £175. All you have to do is pay attention to the podcast. In the meantime, let's get into it and sell your service. Fantastic. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'd like to welcome Dee Harrison. Dee, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for being on. Um, for those who don't know, I'll let obviously Dee do a quick introduction, but we met through, it was through WP Elevation, but we met face-to-face -face at WordCamp. Is that right? We did, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was good. It was funny to see people in the flesh. But before we jump into anything, Dee, would you mind giving us a quick overview of what it is that you do? Well, I'm, I suppose, a web developer. I'm more of a project manager now. I'm a bit more off the tools than I was. Excellent. Um, I try to help businesses improve their websites. I build better business websites. Um, I don't think there's any point in having a website unless you're going to attract traffic, engage interest, and grow your business with it. It's just a, a money pit otherwise. So sort of websites on steroids let's put it that way that's cool no i like that websites on steroids that's good that's cool um i think it's i mean we'll get into this in more detail but i think it's i know a lot of guys who say oh, i just develop websites and they don't really care about the outcome and i think that's worse for their business because they end up becoming known for someone who you just spend money on a website and it doesn't generate a return so i think you're very wise to say i develop websites that you know do something I think it's a shame lots of people come to us and say, oh, you know, my web developer or my web designer was hopeless. And actually, they're stunningly good developers and yeah. designers. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the code, nothing wrong with the design. They've delivered exactly what they were asked for. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, very good point. So, in particular with WordPress, um, I think we've we've both kind of agreed that it's one of our favorite platforms. What were you trying to solve when you turned to WordPress, either for your business for or for, for a customer? Um, I came to the internet, <laughs> like everybody else, not knowing very much about it in yeah. the early days. And when I first started building sites, they were HTML sites, and the content and the code were on the same sheet. Yeah. And inevitably, you know, you, you design a page and then you'd have to copy that page, strip yeah. out the content, put new content in and then when you looked at it you'd got brackets or backslashes or something where you'd damage the code and yeah. it was slow and painstaking and you know I sat there with an HTML handbag by my side at the same time. Yeah. Um, so when I was first introduced to WordPress, which was actually by Ed Dale, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And his 30-day challenge. 30-day challenge, yeah. Let's go. Nine, 2006, I think, yeah. would have been when I first met Ed Dale and uh, the 30-day challenge. Yes, 2006. And he sort of was talking about WordPress. And it just transformed the way 
it meant I could focus on content creation, which yeah. my sort of strength really, um, writing and you know developing content ideas. Um, and using WordPress meant that I wasn't spending hours slaving over HTML just to build a, a web page. So it was just transformational, and I've stuck with it ever since. I love it. Excellent, good stuff. What was your biggest problem, like challenge, with? Yeah, it was the time sink, Michael. It was the absolute time sink. You know, it's, it just wasn't economical spending two days putting to page yeah. and then have to adjust it. Whereas the beauty, as you know, with WordPress is the content is completely separate from the code. So um, you know, you're only ever doing one job at a time. Whereas when you're having to update content that was surrounded by the code that's you know, structured it, you were wearing two hats at one time. So yeah. it was painstaking. There was probably a better way of doing it. I was just too ignorant to know what it was at the time when I started out. But um, there was no way I could have made this into a viable business by carrying on that way. So yeah, yeah. I mean, business. I, I mean, I hear that time and time again, particularly from people who have moved from doing what they call hard coding uh, mm. into creating. I'm like, you know, if your if your skills lie within creating code find something that does that don't worry about the content you shouldn't be worrying about that because there's other people out there who do that better and yet for people like us frankly i'm not that brilliant a developer i'm all right designer but kind of the marketing machines behind it is where i want to focus so i can let other people do all this kind of stuff you know there's some amazingly talented developers out there um, well my developer is, is very good for a start you know um, so yeah absolutely totally hear what you're saying what is, what's your biggest myth do you think about wordpress that it's just a blogging platform. Yeah. It does so much more. Yeah. Um, and to hear it described as a blogging software makes yeah. me sad. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you um, how do you react and tell people when they say, "Isn't that just a piece of blogging software?" Yeah, I think I, I'm, if I know them well, I say it's a bit like just saying, you know, I'm Jessica's mother. I'm so much more than my daughter's mother. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But the whole sector of society know me as Jessica's mother and um, I'm not. There's yeah. a lot more to me than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think the um, the VIP section of the, the WordPress sites are very good to point people there for evidence that there are some significant businesses running their websites on WordPress. Um, and that really is normally a bit of a jaw-dropping moment if you're having client chats. You yeah. can see the, the, the scale of the size um, of sites that are supported by the WordPress framework. So, yeah. yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, the, um, the showcase, is that what they, they call it? Which yes. is basically kind of like a third-party portfolio, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. And there are some huge businesses on there. BBC, CNN, I think eBay holds their blog on there as well. Um, but then in a weird way, like I was talking to a friend of mine about this and he said if their goal, if the other businesses or your customer's goal is to, I don't know, generate a thousand leads and if I as the expert said, okay, we're going to do it entirely on this blogging platform, if it gets the result that they want, what do they care? You know? I tend not to talk to clients about WordPress. I yeah. make the point that the framework we use is non-proprietary. Um, it's an open source software. Yeah. So should they ever decide they don't love us anymore, they will always be able to get support. They're not locked in. They yeah. can't be to ransom by anybody, which I think is really important. I've heard yeah. some terrible stories you know, from yeah. people who come to us with 
websites they're completely locked out of. Um, you know, fifteen hundred pounds to update a page of content, and wow, for <laughs> paying what you're worth or being paid what you're worth, or you know, there's a difference to between holding someone to ransom, though. To update a page of content yeah. is not fair to yeah. anybody, methinks. So, I. I I educate clients, you know, to make sure they know how to log into the back end of their site, make Absolutely. sure to it, and you know, then they can never be held to ransom, and they're working with you because they want to work with you, which is much healthier relationship. Yeah. I'm, someone equated it, uh, although car salesman's a bit of a dirty word, the, the, you buying that vehicle and me going through what you need the vehicle to do, it doesn't mean I'm sat in the car with you on every single journey telling you which road to take you know I want you to be able to make those decisions mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the most powerful thing you can do is to empower another business they take your advice and your strategy you set them up with this awesome bit of kit and then they're la left out in the wild you know I prefer that you know yeah well you know, like you I'm sure you, we, we provide training videos we mm -hmm. provide support we're, we're always there yeah. um, you know to keep them safe yes I, I liken the whole web design business to, to a car, actually. That's my, my big metaphor. Oh, cool. Okay. Building a website is a bit like buying a car. Yeah. And, you know, depending on your budget, depends on the type of car you get and what yeah. you're going to use it for. You know, there are all sorts of cars out there. There are all sorts of websites. But if you want to save money, you have a fairly basic car. Yeah. You don't have the special paint job. I, you don't pay for you know huge amounts of web design to be done bespoke web design you make do with templates and themes and things like that yeah. the extras can come later the fuel for the car is your content you know, you're not going to go very far without content your car isn't going to go very far without fuel the driver of the car is your social media interaction the the, the traffic generation strategies you do yeah. that's your car driver your car sitting in the garage is no fun at all. You want to take it out. You want it to get somewhere, that's and that's good. that's your traffic strategy, and, and your 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 roadmap to get you to where you want to go. That's your web strategy. I'm yeah. big on strategy. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of a better word because strategy. I hate management speak. I yeah, loathe. Yeah. I just loathe it. I mean, maybe roadmap would be a better word to use, but you you need to know what your website's meant to be achieving for you. Otherwise, you're not going to end up with the results that you want. You know, and if you're really, really low income, low revenue, startup, use public transport. Don't buy a car. Yes, you this build, is this is really good. Yeah. Build a Google Plus profile. Use Google Local Business or whatever they call it this week. They change the name of it so frequently. Yeah, they did you change if, it? Yeah. If, if you're a business to end user type business, you build a Facebook page. I wouldn't recommend that if you're business to business. If you're business to business, go across to LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, you know, but use the equivalent of public transport until your revenues come up, and then invest in your own your own website. Yeah, no, I could. I think that's that's a really good analogy, actually. And because it's so solid, the public transport thing I think is really good. Um, but I think I think even we talked about this at WordCamp when we had a bit of a a debate, as sort of our side often does about developers, and they said, "Oh, you should." hard code a theme right from the get right from the base level and I think we said you don't ask someone to build every single part of your car unless that is the type of car that you want when I I say look I need to be able to get around I want to drive a you know Ford or a Peugeot or whatever 
I just buy that because it's going to do what I needed to do. You know, if I was entering some incredibly expensive rally or I was super expensive and I wanted to be able to have a specific bespoke car, then by all means, I would get someone to build each individual part and component. You know, um, but yeah, the car analogy, the traffic analogy is really good. And I hate the word strategy. Clients need bespoke work done. There's no doubt some clients do. Absolutely. Ninety percent of clients don't. No. They really, really don't. Yeah. And uh, where we live in in Sweden, there are some kids out there, and the big thing is buying American automobiles. I'm back to my car metaphor, and they import these cars, big old, huge, with the big fins and. Yeah. <laughs> all their money restoring these cars yeah. and paint job and the chrome and they are beautiful absolutely beautiful and the only time they can afford to use them is friday night they drive them to the village yeah. they however many kroners worth of fuel to get back home again yeah. Yeah. because they can't yeah I, I don't know i imagine these these cars do sort of four gallons four to the market yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know they've spent all their budget on the pretty stuff yeah. which is very engaging and it's yeah, easy exactly. for people to understand the look and feel is very easy to appreciate and you know they can see it instantly the, the under the hood stuff is you know the, it's out of context for them yeah. they don't necessarily appreciate that and my big thing is for clients not to spend all their money on the paint job yeah yeah just just make sure they've got the the bare minimum functionality to begin with and the beauty of WordPress of course is it grows as your business grows you never have to start from scratch yeah it just grows and grows and you can add on and add on without any loss of performance if it's done properly and you don't have to ever say right well we've grown we outgrown that we've got to start from scratch that that doesn't happen yeah a couple of times people have sort of larger businesses than me when we've been collaborating on a project and they've said well we can use WordPress for a start, but then maybe when your business grows, you know, you might want to look at a different platform. And I, I then instantly say, tell me which platform to use. And they can't give an answer. Then they go, uh, I'm like, I'm telling you, however big you want your web platform to be, WordPress is going to be able to handle that. I wouldn't worry about that at all. Um, yeah. But no, that's, I mean, on that note, what do you tell people, I hate the term, but what's your elevator pitch? What do you tell people do you do uh, networking gigs or whatever? We just build better business websites. Um, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I like. Well, I particularly like people's elevator pitches when my next question is how. Mm. Um, a lot of people, I think, say I'm a web designer, and I'm kind of like, oh, okay. How long have you been doing that? Like, that's the only thing I can think of when people say that. But when you say, I do this, I provide this solution or solve this problem. No, that's cool. Um, Okay, let's bring it back a bit. What's an average day for you with your business? Um, early start, I've got a menagerie, so they will need to <laughs> thing. Right. Um, waves and strays seem to find me, so yeah. um, there's always something that needs feeding or looking after. So the menagerie first thing. I tend to have uh, tea in the morning with the feed reader and yeah. curate content for sharing on social media. So I'm a great feed the user. Mm -hmm. um, yep. A very dear friend, Tricia Smith, put me on Feedly many years ago, and uh, we used to use Google Feed Reader, but we had to move across to Feedly when uh, it was a good move, because Feedly is excellent. Mm -hmm. um, so I go through all my favorite blogs and all, all the excellent sites I follow. 
and curate content for social media that I think will be useful. Some days there's nothing useful, and other days there's lots that's useful. So, and I use Buffer or Hootsuite depending um, for that. Um, I glance at email, and clients have maintenance clients have a, a different email address, so that okay. email address is monitored 24/7. So I monitor that and see what's going on. Yeah. The work, um, the project management tool that we use, I review all the work that's been done overnight. I've got designers and developers all over the place. So a lot of work is done in different time zones. So mm. the first is to review what's been done um, and give feedback or pass it on to the client or you know, be the switching station for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, then most of the day is really about content creation. Um, I, I still create most of the content for clients and for my own sites as okay. well. Um, yeah, that's probably it. And then setting up more project management in the evenings to set up work for overnight. It sounds busy. It is busy. Um, we've just... Um, you know, growth is never linear, is it? No. It's 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 step. It's well, we've just taken a big step, step. in the last month, and I've got time to breathe now. It's it the most extraordinary feeling um, to to be able be able to take time to consider things yeah. rather than having to look at things and make an instant decision. It's um, it's taking some getting used to, but it's really really very very freeing. Yeah. No, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean, and I'm sure we, I, I really want to talk about this more. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, before work, then, I mean, you've got an amazing. There's no way people would know this. I want to ask this question first. What did you do? What was the one awesome thing that I I love about you that you did before doing any kind of business coaching? Ah, uh, well, you mean I'm such a good. With the ironing board. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. a very talented seamstress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no I, I'm a, a pilot. I have a commercial pilot license. Oh, that's uh, so awesome. I to fly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it with Virgin? British Airways. British Airways, big pilot. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and how long did you do that for? Well, I can still do it, but there's not enough hours in the day to do it full time. So mm. I tinker pens and things. But do you teach uh, people. Yes, yes, instructor, instruct private pilot level now. Yeah, that's so. awesome. Yeah, but um, no, uh, 17 years. Wow, that's mad. I just, I, I think that's your thing of, was the biggest change. A lot of people had come from basically one office job to this job or computing to this job, pilot to, <laughs> to business coach and thing I thought was um, pretty radical. I I have this stubborn chip. Sure. And if someone tells me I can't do something, it's yeah. like a sort of red rag to a fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when I was at school, we had careers teachers back in those days. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the nineteen nineties, you get my gist. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Which. Um, and I shall never forget Miss Young. Um, and if you were uber, uber intelligent, you were pushed towards university to do something like become a lawyer. Yeah. It was a girls' grammar school I okay. went to. Um, 
And if you weren't uber, uber intelligent, you know, you were pushed to college to become a secretary or something like that. Yeah. And that was the limit of her career's guidance. And when I went to her and said, I want to fly, and if I can't do that, I want to be a doctor, mm. she sort of went, oh, I don't think so, Dee. You better go to college and do business studies, you yeah. know. It was, um, that was so and silly. After that, I just yeah. had to do it to prove me wrong, yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I think that's really cool. What did you, was that what you wanted to be as a kid? As a child? Yes, I wanted to fly. I, I was one of these children. I read a lot. I read huge amounts, yeah. um, including Biggles. Yeah, excellent. And uh, I, I walked looking upwards. Um, there's a Van Gogh quote, quote about that, isn't there? But um, I'll have to Google it quickly. I just yeah. couldn't think of anything better. But it was a dream. I didn't think, but it does prove if you want something badly enough, you find a way to do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I recently did um, my old school to go back to. I did their sort of careers fair or whatever it's called, and they've—I'm really impressed. They've completely changed how it was done. I remember telling people that I wanted to build video games, and they said, "Damn, you're so ridiculous. That's not really an industry that exists." And now, of course, it's you know 150 billion dollars worldwide or whatever. Um, and now. The funny thing is all these kids, they've got, I mean, at the age of 14, who really knows what they want to do for the rest of their life? But they had a way better understanding of the level of jobs. I think it kind of blew their mind again that there was jobs out there that they would be working in that don't exist yet because the technology is moving so fast. But they're already learning to program, they're already learning to build. And rather than being told, don't be so silly because you're a woman, you can go to secretary school or you can be a house mom they're now being told they can do all these amazing things and you know the um, the college route and apprenticeship routes and BTEC routes are all viable options like I was never very good at exams and stuff and that but that was never an option you know now now it's becoming more of an option doing practical stuff with your hands and though which I think is awesome I just don't think that existed even five years ago well it did exist back in my time yeah there were technical colleges but one of the governments, I forget which one, I suspect it's Labour, decided <laughs> everybody should go to, to university and you know yeah. all of these technical colleges were converted into universities and something got lost in translation yeah. Um, yeah. because you, the manual skills, the making stuff, the doing stuff is as more valuable in many ways mm. than the thinking stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah. It's a shame, and I'm glad it's gone full circle. Yeah. Very, very glad. Well, I mean, when did you discover the web, the internet? It would be the late 80s, early 90s, I imagine. Um, time goes by, and it's sort of deceptive, isn't it? Yeah. I'm thinking of the house I was living in at the time, and the computer that was in the corner. Yeah. Um, it was an old sort of 386, yeah. you know, yeah. Windows machine. Um, and I used to get home from work, switch it on, and by the time I cooked dinner, it booted up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and of course the infamous AOL disk that everybody had. Everyone sort of had it. Everyone had it. Yeah. Um, it was either CompuServe, wasn't it, or AOL? Yeah. Um, I remember getting uh, Netscape as a browser on a, a floppy disk. Oh wow! And I think people, I think that was a an ISP as well. Okay. Yeah. 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 But anyway, yeah, everyone had those. Yeah. And AlphaVista. I love yes. Alpha Vista, the search Alpha engine. AlphaVista. Yeah. Cool. 
for somebody like me that's always been curious and it, you know you might say something to me in conversation and I oh I don't know much about that no way, yeah. so I need to learn I mean now we Google, Google everything but out of Vista to me I was like a child that lives in a sweetie shop without Vista you know I thought it was wondrous absolutely yeah. wondrous yeah um, yeah I think I, I, I remember getting a little bit annoyed actually recently with someone on I must have been a social networking and they were about 19 they said oh with the internet generation, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there, okay? I'm gonna stop you right there. This has been around a lot longer than you and a few of your college mates. I mean, this is a, a 25, almost 30 year old technology that, you know, I mean, what was really funny is I noticed the new, someone had shown me that new Windows 8 or 8.1 was almost an exact ripoff of AOL's old dashboard. It could have big blocks of color yeah. With the big word in the middle, I was like, funny to see that come, you know, back around. Yeah. yeah. What about when you discovered the web and you saw, thought, I can use this as a business tool? Um, well, I worked for IT companies in the nineties, okay. um, and one of them was developing a software product, which um, was going to be a mainframe type product, uh -huh. and there was a board decision in the early 90s to make this a web-based product. Right. And it was then that I could see, and I wasn't technically involved at board level, I did um, all the HR and facilities management and that type of thing, um, finance and yeah, that, that sort of stuff. So the technical side was the other side of the desk. Yeah. But the penny suddenly dropped yeah. that, my goodness, you know, if, if these pieces of software could be web-enabled, yep. it was almost mind-blowing, the yeah. potential. I can remember sitting in a board meeting, not really listening when I should have been listening, because my mind had just, wow, yeah. it's extraordinary, yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't start using it in my own business, really, until 2001. Okay, yeah, yeah. I had a, a small... Um, I, I used to support local businesses when we were living in Wiltshire, mm -hmm. did finance, admin, um, design marketing materials for them, yeah. troubleshooting, dealt with HR problems, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, yeah. I had a small website for my own business then which I built um, and I would build small websites for my clients as well. So yeah. 2001 really before I started using the web for my own It's amazing to me how the internet has become less and less of this kind of, I don't know, this weird, mysterious resource. Like, I remember I remember my mum trying to ask me, like, where is the internet? I was like, that's a really good question. But now it's becoming more and more ingrained in not only the, like, the, the stuff we do on, on our screens, but the actual stuff we even wear. I mean, we've got, like, there's Fitbits now, which are automatically linked. Everything's cloud serve based. Um, it's become less and less of this tool that a few people know how to use it's more of this thing that I'm I'm going to enable you to do something awesome it's probably going to use the internet yeah yeah that's become uh, yeah it's the next big thing guys the internet there we go um, <laughs> what about what what about when you're not working what do you do yeah I like making stuff okay. I, I I love to read I'm always reading yeah. um, by the side of my bed there is always a stack of books always um, What's your favourite book? I like to make things. I like cooking from scratch. Um, 
I like, you know, I don't know, crafts of different sorts. Um, I like gardening. Uh, Would you consider yourself a creative person? Well, I'm not artistic, but okay. I'm creative. Yeah. No, I can understand that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of creative people are basically just people who want to find out a solution to a problem. I think that's the majority of creativity, you know. Well, and you know, you suddenly realise you've got too many books for your bookshelf, so you build your own bookshelf at 11 oh, o'clock yeah. you're tired of tripping over books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a particularly common problem in my household, if I'm honest, but yeah, no, I understand that. Some people have that, sure. Um, no, I get that. That's fine. That's cool. Um, what about bringing it back to the business? What what are you working on next? What's next for you and your business? Okay, well, the next big thing I'm working on is a site called ibusinessed.com. Mm -hmm. So internetbusinesseducation.com, okay. but ibusinessed. And I'm working with two delightful ladies, Trisha Smith and uh, Kitty. <clears throat> um, we all are in similar fields. We all have our own web development agencies. But we all recognize the need for helping those who can't afford the full service. Mm -hmm. um, and there are more and more of these managed offerings appearing, I know. But what we also want to do is combine training with ours. So it's providing a managed website solution, low-ish cost, a monthly fee rather than an upfront payment. Um, but also... Um, so they start off with a very secure WordPress installation and um, a premium theme and Gravity Forms and all, all the premium stuff they need to get going. Mm -hmm. They also get training. And it's not just you must do this, it's why you must do this yeah. and what will happen if you don't do it. Yeah. Um, and at the moment we're debating whether to use membership site functionality or um, email to deliver those. And I think we're favouring email at the moment. because. Really? Can I ask why? If it's delivered into the inbox, it's there. Yep. If you've got to remember to log into a membership site and find your next lesson yep. and sit there and work through it, it it makes it that much more difficult. Yeah. And I think anything like that where people you know, are already busy, if yep. you can make it as easy as possible, and there's so many ways to consume email now, yep. you know, on all your devices and all the rest of it. Um, so I think we're probably going to go with email to begin with to deliver the lessons. Absolutely. I think it's, you've got to be able to balance, um, obviously, what you do and, and the product that you've got, the service, and making sure that people actually use it. I think a lot of the time, when people have paid, I often equate it to a gym subscription, because you end up, you, you always buy a gym subscription in uh, January, after the Christmas thing, but then you only go until about February, and then for the next 10 months, it's just this drain on your accounts and you're not using it. So if you can have it delivered, hell, if the gym came to me and made, mm. and made me start doing some workout, maybe I'd, yeah, maybe I'd use it more. No, I think that's a great idea. I think that's really interesting, actually. Is that live now, iBusinessEd? It's live, it's live. We're still working on the content, but cool. it, well, I'll put it a, is I'll live. put a link on the video, epic. That's really, really cool. What it's about? Sorry, yeah, go on. People do it properly to, to get them started off on the right foot. Yeah. 
rather than them having go you know go to Wix or Squarespace or something and then they have to start from scratch. Yeah. You know, trying to make it affordable and to teach people. Now they may not want to do it all themselves, but at least they know why it needs to be done and what they're paying for. Yeah. And I think yeah. it removes the sort of grudge purchase element out of things if people understand the benefits. No, really good. No, I really like that. Um what about what's next for, I mean, uh, if you could fix one thing about your business, if I've got a magic wand. Yeah, it, it would be educating prospects. I mean, most of my clients now are educated because they're sick and tired of hearing me bang. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're sick of it, but prospects still come, even though the content on the websites is fairly blunt. Um, you know, I still get phone calls, um, you know, send me a quote for a website. Well, no, I won't send you a quote for a website yeah. because we don't just build websites. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have a website worksheet form. They can fill that in, tell us about the project, we'll arrange a discovery session. You know, we have a process. Yep. We are the experts. Yep. And we're not going to, every time I have broken that rule because the project sounded interesting or yes. it was a referral from a client, so you don't want to upset the client, so you let your own process go to accommodate a, a, you know, a fairly opinionated client. And every time it Suicide. just hasn't ended well. Um, it's, it's been okay. I mean, nothing's ended really badly yet. Well, one thing did, but that's another story. But it's just not, they're not getting the traffic, they're not getting the results, and they don't listen. So I want to find a way of engaging prospects and educating them before. Yeah. And I think maybe I just need to keep plugging away with the content with that. But yeah. it's, it's tricky and it's certainly something I think web designers have it slightly easier. I think there's a lot of other creatives out there like graphic designers and people who are strictly web designers, you know. I think it's very difficult for them to put a, a cash value on what they do. Mm -hmm. um, I did an interview recently with a guy called Phil Yarnell who's the graphic designer for the Hendrix family, as in Jimi Hendrix and ACDC oh. and stuff, and he said one of the keys is making sure that you as a person are easy to get on with. Ultimately the graphic design whatever you're delivering is going to come second but when it comes to education having to tell people that I don't know if I honestly don't know if there's a solution to that I honestly don't know every single time like yourself every single time I've broken away from my process or broken away from my qualification rules it's ended up in um, a couple of times really badly um, yeah. you want to help people you yeah. really want to I mean I'm not a brain surgeon, but I liken it, you know, to going to the hospital with a brain tumor and telling the surgeon how to do his job. You just yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah. You'd take his advice. You may get a second opinion, but you would take the, the advice of the professional. And why do you go to a professional web agency if you want to have a I find that quite hard. I particularly uh, enjoy when someone's paid me a fair, and I'm, I'm not cheap in the slightest. Like, people have got to make a serious investment. It's a thousand pounds for my consultation before I even look at a website, and then they'll go, "Yeah, my nephew told me." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Again, I'm going to stop you there. What is your nephew do? How old is he? Seventeen. He's at college, right? So you want to trust him over someone that you've just forked out four figures for? That's 
that's your thinking there. Yeah, I don't get that at all. No, uh, well, I just choose not to work with people like that because good idea. It's sad. <laughs> maybe it I'll, makes me very sad. Yeah. So. Maybe I'll start doing that. Yeah. Um, awesome. That's really, really good. That's. I think what I liked because we we got we got talking on how ultimately it's the result that the customer is buying, and I think that's mm -hmm. all that's always always come through. And any of the stuff that I've read of yours, um, any of the content that you deliver, any of the conversations we have, it's all about the result. Ultimately, um, you taking care of the stuff in the middle, they don't really need to know about. So yeah, I think that's awesome. So I hope you're all paying attention. Um, now we've got the lightning round. I don't really know why I call it that. I've got to come up with a better name, partly because I'm always the one who goes off on tangents. Um, but there's only a few questions, so we'll try and bust through these as fast as possible. What's the first thing that any business that uses WordPress should know? Free isn't always the best way to go. That's good. And it's not always reliable, it's not always secure, and it's not always the best option. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of the subsequent myths come from as well, when people don't pay the right amount or get it free, and then it's a bad solution. Not like that, that's good. Um, what's the most successful way you found customers? Running workshops and doing good work. Yeah, yeah, doing good work, there you go. Who would have thought that would work? <laughs> um, how do you stop competing on price? Oh, never started. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I have websites for startups, which is if people can't afford the full service from Philibus, um, and now we have iBusiness, does that sort of intermediary there, but I've always eased them towards startups for websites, uh, websites for startups, sorry, um, which has been a very low cost offering. So uh, as a way of keeping people in the fold and, you know, giving them access to technical support, paid technical support yep. if they need it. but. Um, no, I'm. Uh, if we're going to do it properly and it's going to yield a return on investment, then you know that that has a price. And yep. no, I don't. I don't. I don't compete on anything. Yep. You know, I won't chase business. Yep. I won't work on RFPs or anything like that. Um, people either work with me or they don't. No, awesome preaching to the choir. I love that. Uh, I'll be interested in your answer on this because I've stolen it. Business cards, yes or no? Oh, well, yes, but only for other people's convenience. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough, okay, fair, yeah, fair enough. Um, how do you, you, D, convert users who visit your site into customers? Uh, I believe that it's best done through content, mm -hmm. um, engaging content and let them self-select. Uh, could you take us through what you mean by self-select? Well, if you produce content that gives them information, they find you when they're looking for information, they get to know you through the content, they can engage with you through the content, and they can decide they want to work with you. So they convert themselves. That's nice. Yeah, that's really good. It's a self-selection process. They, you know, they can tell I can, I'm quite outspoken, I'm quite blunt. I call a spade a shovel. Um, I'm not desperately ladylike at times. Um, you know, they they get to know me yeah, through my content. No. What they see is what they get, and they do. They truly self-select. No, that's good. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, what's your favourite project management tip? I think. Um, 
You mean for keeping projects on, on track? Yeah, as broad as, as broad. Uh, the next question is how do you keep customers on track? So Okay, well, uh, for, for, for project management, I think there are several um, things that are worth mentioning. Um, have a project management system. Mm -hmm. You know, don't get bogged down in setting up systems, but have a system and give your client access to it. There's nothing like having the client watching the progress to keep you on track, but it also lets them know in a timely manner when something's expected of them. That's really good. So in the project management, don't make it in-house. Give, give the client access. Yeah. I think that's my tip. No, I like that a lot. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah. What about on the other side, then? How do you keep customers on track? Well, we, and I, I have to hat tip to Jennifer Bourne for this from Bourne Creative. Mm -hmm. um, we start educating clients from the get-go. So having completed the um, discovery process and agreed we're going to work together, yep. we go off to develop a prototype, for want of a better word. Yep. Um, it's a wireframe, but with a bit more behind it. Yep. While we're away doing that, we send an email sequence to clients, what we call our onboarding email sequence, which basically each email covers a different. So we talk about images, you know, what they need to do to supply wow. images, okay. what they need to do to supply content. Yeah. Um, the fact that we need, you know, sight of their marketing collaterals, their logos, their color schemes, that sort of thing for the design phase. Yeah. Um, we start collecting bios of people for their about pages. So we, we have a, a portfolio. There's about 39 email messages in this onboarding sequence. Wow. Nobody gets all 39. Right. <laughs> we set up individual sequences. Um, and what I do, I mean, this is manual. I'm afraid it's not automated, but I have them all in text files. Um, yeah. I use email tools. Um, I, I use, damn. The name. Campaign Monitor, Infusionsoft. No, 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 within Gmail. Oh, right. Oh. oh Michael. <laughs> Boomerang. Boomerang. Oh, yeah. yeah. I use Boomerang for this. So I set all of the emails up. I just sit. It takes me about an hour. I go through the templates, decide which ones are relevant for this particular client, set them up on Boomerang, and they, you can set up a delayed sending on Boomerang. Yeah. So one goes one day, one goes the next, one goes the next, one goes the next. So the aim is that when we come to need things from the client, yeah. they've already had the email and the heads are up. And if they know this is going to cause them problems, yeah. they can come back to us straight away. So we know this is an additional service we need to provide to them. That's really so nice. it's not perfect. You know, there are always times when we want to start work on something and the stuff isn't there. Yeah. But at least we tend to have a heads up that there's likely to be a problem so we can schedule other work in to fill the gaps and things like that. So it, we're getting there with processes. We're definitely getting there. But it also, you know, it means we're not springing stuff on clients. You know, they, they, they know in a timely manner that in 10 days' time they've got to... You know, we get them to go and set up a avatar and things yeah. like that. Um, just silly things that they might not have thought yeah. of. We, we, we get them engaged in the process and do that. No, that's yeah. good. I like that. That's really good. Um, awesome. Do you have a referral system or a like, process like that? No? Nothing in place? No? Okay. Uh, uh, because, no, we don't. But you still get referrals? 
<laughs> Precisely. Who cares then, right? Um, how do businesses, you can use yours as an example, uh, differentiate themselves and position themselves as unique? Especially in this game, the only unique thing is me, and yes. I say that you are the unique thing, aren't you? Yeah. I think the uniqueness is my approach, which is pretty no-nonsense. Yeah. Get the work done. Um, you know, if you are a good client and follow the process, you'll have an outstanding website that's producing results and you'll love us to bits and we'll work together forever. Yeah. And if you pull in an opposite direction, you'll have a, a website which looks great, probably has okay content, and probably will do nothing for your business. Um, you know, I'm 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 fairly vociferous about my view on websites and web technology and websites for business. So I think that's the uniqueness that you bring to it. You can't claim to be a unique designer or developer or you can claim to be excellent, I think, or yeah. talented, or I'm not sure there's anything well, unique to do. I remember being told that by uh, my mentor um, from the Prince's Trust, funny enough. Oh. Um, he said, if your competition can say the same thing, or if they wouldn't want to say the opposite, then it's not unique, by definition. I think a lot of businesses, particularly startups, going, oh, we're really you know, excited and we'll deliver it on time and we're affordable. I'm like, I would never say I'm bad and I'm not affordable, so. It should be given, shouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, that's yeah. really good. Well, that was the lightning round and it was good, it was on time. We're, um, we're still a little bit over time, but that's as always my fault, so I apologize for that. Um, a few more bits and pieces. What's the future for your business? I know we talked a bit about well, yeah. so I don't know if that's it or... Well, we've just made the big ramp up to full service agency in the last month, so that's all been very busy and new and exciting and terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so that, that's now finished, so the focus for the next six months is very much on internet business education with Kitty and Tricia. Yeah. Um, as I really do feel... My husband calls me a do-gooder, well actually it's a bit less complimentary than that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes you, I've got a house full of injured animals, you know, because I, I just, I don't know what it is. Perhaps it's just easier to solve other people's problems than solve my own, yeah, I don't maybe. know. Yeah, maybe, that's but it, yeah. I think there, I just want to be able to provide a service that is more than a DIY service and less than the full service. Yeah because this is such a fabulous time for the gap is growing between the haves and the have-nots this, this chasm is widening but it's still possible to bridge that chasm yeah. through self-employment okay right i truly believe that and i i don't you don't need to have been brilliant at school you don't need you know acres of paper telling the world what you can and can't do. I'd like to say I'm evidence of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. You need enthusiasm, you need an idea, and you yeah. need to be willing to work hard. Yeah. There's no magic bullet. Sorry to pop anybody's bubble. Yeah. You know, it's hard work. But if we can support the have-nots, 
and I, uh, that sounds very judgmental, but the ones that have less mm -hmm. than others have, mm -hmm. if we can find a way of supporting those to cross this ever-widening chasm, I shall feel my life's work is done. Good. <laughs> so, yeah, do good on. Yes, the focus is on my business. Okay, awesome. Um, now, I like that, and I'd be really interested to see kind of uh, where that goes, because it sounds... Um, sounds very involved as opposed to just delivering content it sounds like it's there's a level of you reaching out to people you know as well there will be mentoring in, involved and, and coaching and mentoring and there will be um you know i, I want it to be a safe place uh, an incubator but without the financial i'm certainly not going to get involved in the finances but you know, a sort of practical incubator as opposed to a financial one yeah awesome. Uh, what about the future of WordPress or the future of website design? Where do you see that going? I'm really not the best one to ask about the future. Uh, I have to. The last time I was employed, yeah. which was an IT company, the technical director came to work one day. I said, Have you seen this new site? And I said, What's that? He said, It's called eBay. <laughs> People are their junk online. <laughs> and I said, well, I can't see that ever taking off. So I'm not the best one to predict the future, right? Okay, I, I mean, you know, seeing is obviously not the gift I have, but okay. I think, you know, Matt Mullenweg is an incredible individual, and I say that not to be a brown noser. He's, you know, he's one of these bit like Marmite. People love him or hate him, but I think he's got a very steady hand on the helm, yep. and WordPress will evolve to be what the market needs it to be um, and I'm quite happy to have all my eggs in the WordPress basket um, I think it will evolve you I don't know what's coming around the corner I think there's going to be a lot more application based stuff um, yeah uh, but I think WordPress will grow and embrace it and deliver no, I think that's yeah. the best reflection you could have sure it's going to do what the market needs it to do needs it to do something or if it doesn't need it to do something it's going to change absolutely uh, competition details uh, D is very kindly giving away a website review do you want to give us a quick talk through on that we offer website review sessions through Philibis um, they're normally 175 pounds wow. and we take existing websites we dissect them we run all sorts of utility tools we produce a report we don't just send you the report we actually get on Skype and we talk you through it uh, and that takes however long it takes. We say it takes an hour. It normally takes closer to three. But we give you practical steps that you can take to improve your website. Um, and we've even been known to move it across to WordPress for you if that's what needs to happen free of charge. But don't tell everybody that. But um, we, we basically just get you going on the right foot if you've got a WordPress that isn't generating business. So that's a website review session. You can see the details on philobiz.com. Um, but yes, I am very glad to give a WordPress review session away free of charge. Wonderful. Um, Okie dokie. Well, uh, what we'll do, guys, if you could get involved in the comments below and talk about your biggest challenge, um, either running hmm. a web business or having a website for your business, whatever, whichever the biggest uh, challenge is for those two, and we'll have, a, we'll have a look through and pick someone out for a free website review and strategy session which is mental. Um, we've got some really great prizes on here recently, so very excited about that. Dee, how can people reach out to you? Yeah, Philippus finds me just about everywhere, really. Awesome. So, Twitter, Facebook, um, 
LinkedIn, I'm Dee Harrison. There's a Facebook, uh, LinkedIn page for Philibus, so yeah, Philibus. Cool. And there's a contact form on the website as well. So. Excellent, good stuff. Um, any ideas who I should interview next? Yeah, and I've been thinking about this. Um, it's really difficult to know. There's a guy, Malarkey, on Twitter. Andrew Clark, uh, stuff, wow. Andrew Clark, stuff and nonsense. He doesn't do many interviews. Nice. But he is really, really good. Um, he is so practical. And I think I like him because he calls a spade a shovel as well. But if you could get Andy Clark on, you'd That'd have to. That would be a big win. If I, if, if <laughs> if I it's a big name for you. I know it's a big name for you. That's but fine. He is, and he's been there, you know, he's been in the trenches and, you know, he's so honest and he gives a lot to the community. He's not WordPress, but no. he's... Well, he was on, um, uh, was it Troy Dean's WP Elevation recently? Um, and I think even Troy said, he said that it's not really something that he wanted to do and he wasn't really engaged, but the this kind of stuff that this guy was coming out with was... What I particularly liked about him was I've had a few people like this now who they say they're not business orientated and yet they end up doing all the stuff that everyone else is desperate to try and learn how to do and they do it well you know? yeah. um, what I like about him is that he is anti-SEO I am don't mention SEO in my hearing because I think you know it's snake. just you need to optimize websites for people okay. if you do that the search engines will reward you yeah. and you know, we, had a, we had an SEO specialist, in fact, he's up next week, and that's exactly what he said. No, 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 he's a, literally an SEO specialist, and that's exactly what he said. He said, okay. you should be optimizing the content for the audience. The oh. search engine's going to pick up on that. Don't try and trick them, don't try and go, but anyway, this is obviously an entire yeah. conversation. Yeah. Dee, mm -hmm. thank you so much for your time. It's been lovely catching up with you, as always. Thanks. Been a joy to talk to you as always, Mike. Thank you very much. Guys, remember competition, um, get involved in the comments below, which is your biggest challenge. In the meantime, uh, we'll see you later. Thanks very much. Dee, thank you for your time. Bye. 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 Hey guys, how good was that? Absolutely love chatting to Dee. She and I connected really quickly when we met each other. We had some very similar philosophies about qualifying your customers, making sure you deliver the right results. Remember to get involved in the comments below. Tell us what's the biggest challenge that you have with your website or business-based website uh, to win a completely free business review of your website, uh, as well as a strategy session worth £175. Next week, we're going to be speaking to uh, Peter Heslop from TAP, 
which is a WordPress specific hosting company, which is going to be really interesting. In the meantime, uh, I've been Mike Killen from Say Your Service. Get out there and say your service. Bye now.